Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. In this week, or this edition, we're going to talk about uh, Texas football recruiting with On3 national football recruiting uh, expert Jerry Hamilton. Also, Jerry works with Inside Texas directly. How you doing, Jerry? I'm good, bud. Uh, just uh, about 40 miles outside of New Orleans. It's that time of year. Headed to uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi for the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game, uh, which players check in Tuesday. Um, and Aaron Bryant, Texas commit, will be one of those playing in the game this week. That's interesting. He's the the big defensive tackle. Tell us a little bit more about him real quick, and then we'll we'll get going. Yeah, Aaron Bryant, uh, you know, 6'4", 300, 305 in that area code out of South Haven in Mississippi. Uh, you know, he's a guy that had a great – has a great relationship with Bo Davis, uh, committed to Texas, really believes in Bo, what they're doing uh, with their defensive front. Uh, you know, Ole Miss made a run. They've never given up on him, but uh, so far so good. He made official visits to Georgia and Texas A&M as well as Texas, but uh, Texas is looking good on this. And it's a big week for Aaron Bryant because he's a kid who, you know, this will be his a big test for him against all, all the top offensive linemen from Alabama. And this is one of those showcases. Look, everybody points towards the Under Armour game and the Adidas game used to be the Army Bowl. But these Alabama-Mississippi games, these uh, the All-Star games, the Crab Bowl in Maryland, uh, the, the North Carolina, South Carolina, all those games give these kids a chance to really uh, show something against top flight competition, almost a mini AAU basketball tournament. So a lot of those kids are really looking forward to competing this week. Yeah, I, I love those bowl games because actually um, you actually see good on good. That's right. Um, across the board. And so you see which one. Um, that's one of the reasons I like the Army game and the, the Under Armour game and that sort of stuff as well. The, the one you're talking about, North Carolina, South Carolina, is the Shrine Bowl. Yeah, and Bobby, the practice, as you know, the practices are better than the game. It, yeah. it, it's really the one-on-one setting and practice. And also, how do these guys take coaching? Being around the Under Armour game for years, how these guys took coaching. Were they late for position meetings? Were they late for meetings at all? I mean, some of those little red flags can show up for the most talented kids in these games. So it's not just about the presentation on TV. I think it's everything leading up to the presentation on TV. So before I move off of Aaron Bryant, I want to say he's from South Haven. For those unfamiliar with geography in the state of Mississippi, that's basically South Memphis, right? That's South Memphis. About 15, right. 20 minutes out of downtown. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody knew that. Um, and the game's in Hattiesburg. So all the kids from Alabama, Mississippi come into Hattiesburg. Okay, that, which is just is more on I-10 almost, uh, I think, just off of I-10 on um, down in the southern part of the state, basically, Correct. where, where yep. Southern Miss is located. Um, yep. Bryant, we talked about uh, 6'4", 300. Um, he, um, and I want to talk about this next, exemplifies in some ways this class to me on defense. Uh, you and I have talked about this. I think that Texas is, is – picking up defensive players right now that are heavy handed. And when you, they hit you, you go down. They're not Texas right now is is taking a different type of defensive prospect than they have in the last decade almost. And I'm not trying to 
to down anybody else, but they are ta- they are taking guys that can tackle, tackle in space, uh, and bring people to the ground. Uh, one of those guys, and now I'm going to segue to the person I want to talk about next, the most recent commitment for the Longhorns, Kobe McKenzie out of Lubbock Cooper. Tell us a little bit about the linebacker there. Yeah, he's a kid who he's tough to kind of project. Is he an edge kid? Is he a linebacker kid? I tend to think he's more of an edge guy. Um, he, he's he's he continues to grow. He's 6'3, 245. He's a big kid, long arms, big hands kid. You know, he's not a kid who, if you put him in testing, is going to put up big numbers. I think he's a better football player and tester. But I think the big question as he transitions uh, to the Big 12 and then the SEC is how is he going to be rushing the passer? Because I really think that's going to be big for him. He's not a guy that's going to play in space and go pursue the ball sideline to sideline, and that's going to be where he has the most success. I think his most success is going to be in a phone booth and then rushing the passer. I think that's going to be key with him. Uh, but you don't. one thing you don't doubt with him is his physicality, and now we'll see where everything else goes along with that physicality and frame. That's what I'm telling you about. I mean, all of those guys, they, they, they really do especially on the front seven, they have a front, they have a physicality to them that, you know, a lot of times, and what I mean by this is that Texas would take a better prospect than player. A lot of times, right. You and I both know that, right. Um, You know, I'm not so sure they did that. Maybe one or two guys on this defensive class would fit that category, but not many. Um, And so I feel like, uh, I feel like it's very interesting how they're recruiting on defense right now, because it is a fundamental change in what we have seen um and frankly based on the results of this past two or three years i'm glad to see a change right and so um i do want to talk about this because this this there's another linebacker out there now that texas is recruiting and has been recruiting for a while um, but it's just now coming to the surface because of the oregon destabilization so to speak and he is he playing in the the uh, Alabama Mississippi game or no? I believe he he's on the initial roster, so we'll see. Some of those kids are will or will not show up, but he was on the initial roster. Uh, we're talking about T.J. Dudley, who backed off his Oregon commitment. He's a kid that the Texas staff has liked for a long time. They brought him in in June for an official visit. I actually spoke with his mother. Oh, I don't know what time. I've been in the car for hours now. I spoke with her mid morning before he actually decommitted, um, and she mentioned Texas and Florida as two schools she thought he would have serious interest in. Of course, people are going to say Auburn. I don't think Alabama is on him at at this point in time. Uh, They really haven't been to this point. So if an in-state school could upset a Texas or Florida, it would be Auburn if they make a move there. Uh, But, you know, look, he's already made the official to Texas. Uh, Will he show up again this week? And the interesting thing for uh, Texas is they're trying to get some kids on campus this weekend, and it's kids that – have already visited, but that's what you do, right? I mean, you're at the end of the cycle. You have one visit weekend left. If you don't have eight or nine kids on campus, you better try to get some kids back, especially some of those top targets. So it'll be interesting uh, without giving too much away here to see who they get on campus on yeah, Saturday. They're trying to circle back, which is, that's right. I mean, you know, that's, that's a, a hey, hey, Bobby, you can't, you can't ask your kids to play through the whistle. If you don't recruit through the whistle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good saying. I like that. I like that. All right. So, um, let's keep on the Oregon destabilization thing because that, you know, you and I both know it directly impacts two offensive linemen that Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach at Texas, highly covets. Yeah, absolutely. You know, spoke with, uh, we'll get to Kelvin Banks. I know that's the one. He's the consensus five star, but Cameron Williams is a kid who was on campus from Duncanville a few weeks ago. 
I was at Duncanville, and they were like, hey, we'll see what happens. The only way he backs off his commitment to Oregon is if Cristobal leaves. Well, now that's a reality. Um, Cam was interesting because the question I asked somebody close to the Duncanville program this morning was, will Cam circle back to Miami? Because he made an official there as well. He visited Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Oregon, Miami. Um, you know, and this person said it, it, they don't believe he is. Now, could that change? Could a Mario Cristobal call change that? Yeah, maybe. But they think as of right now, it's Texas or Texas A&M who's quietly been recruiting him as well because obviously A&M still needs an offensive lineman or two in the class. So Texas is the only uh, – if it comes down to Texas and Texas A&M, Texas is the only school he's officially visited, and then he's been there again. Uh, during the season. So there's going to be more familiarity there. There's going to be a better uh, offensive line coach relationship with Cam Williams and Kyle Flood there. And uh, I really do believe it's a numbers game. I think for both A&M and Texas to some of the grand offensive linemen, it's a, it's a numbers game right now. They're all in on the same guys, right? And you're just hoping to pull two or three of those guys from in-state. So now we go to Kelvin Banks and look, Banks is a uh, We've spoken about it on Inside Texas for weeks now. There's a, a medical condition in his family that opened the door for him to consider staying close to home. And that door just blew wide open today when Mario Cristobal officially goes to Miami. Uh, by the way, I think it's a great hire for Miami, but that's a different show. Um, but, uh, you know, so with Kelvin Banks, I have no doubts now he's going to back off his commitment. I, I, um, who's going to be involved? I know Texas is going to be right there. And I would probably say they're the front runner right now. Um, I think A&M's been trying. He, he went there for an unofficial visit in November like he did Texas. I think LSU will put in a couple of phone calls just to see uh, if Brad Davis stays on that staff with Brian Kelly, which is expected. Then Brad Davis has been recruiting Kelvin Banks and Cam Dewberry for months. So LSU will undoubtedly try. If they don't, they're not doing their job, right? There's a the June 10th, there's one visit weekend left. Can somebody get Kelvin Banks on a campus? I'm watching for that this weekend. But I think Texas is in a pretty good spot once he officially opens up his recruitment, which should be today or tomorrow. December 10th, you mentioned. You said June 10th. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, December 10th, last you're, official visit. Weekend. You're in the middle of you're in the middle of just west. Are you on I-10 or are you where are you at exactly? I'm on I-10, yeah. Okay. <laughs> headed to New Orleans. And it's <laughs> bad weather here, by the way. Bad. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So those that gives them an update on those linemen. Texas also announced, or not Texas, but a, a group of Longhorn uh, supporters announced the creation of a charitable cause today uh, that is saying that they will pay um, in NIL money uh, to every offensive lineman on, stat, on the field next fall, uh, every scholarship offensive lineman, 50 grand a year. Um, there are four or five other guys, Nato Umiozulu out of uh, Allen. I'm just thinking Cam Dewberry out of Atascacita. Uh, Malik Ock. Who, yep. Who's that? Devon Campbell. Devon. Oh, guy. Yeah. Out of uh, Arlington Bowie. Yep. I mean, there are yep. a lot of guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm missing some. And I'm, uh, well, let, oh, wow. let's give. Let's give a rundown. So let's start with Devon Campbell because uh, you know we on three broke that news yesterday, which was interesting to me. He's going back to USC for an official visit this weekend. That'll be his third time on campus at USC. That's his second official visit, which under NSA rules you can do if a head, if there's a head coaching change. So Lincoln Riley came in and made an in-home visit Saturday uh, with Devon Campbell, and he's going to take that official visit out 
to USC. The other interesting note from that recruitment to me was somebody very, very, very close to Campbell said, Nick Saban's not scheduled to come in for an in-home as of this morning. We put out that we thought he was, and that's what we initially heard. But somebody, the same person told us now this morning, right now he's not scheduled to come in. So is that telling? It may be telling on two separate little accords here. One, Devon Campbell's trending more Texas versus USC. Two, Bama feels really good about another Texas target, Ernest Green. So Ernest Green made an unofficial to Bama on his own dime after an official visit. So you know how those play into each other together, Bobby, at this time of the year. Maybe it was first because Alabama's got really good interior depth. Maybe it's the first guy that Nick felt like was going to jump in. So that could be a scenario right there because Nick Saban is on the road. He's at Kendrick Law's school today, a Texas target who made an official visit out of Shreveport. He is expected at Neto Yumo uh, Zulu to make an in-home there at Allen. Uh, and this is a kid that, look, Texas, he's, he has a weird recruitment Neto at Allen. He doesn't want help, and he's got a lot of people that could help him there, including Chad Morris, who's been through a lot of this. He does his own thing. He's very quiet. He hates interviews. But Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas staff did an in-home there last weekend because they felt like he was really close to a decision. His birthday was Sunday. Uh, December 5th, he did not follow through and make his announcement then. So, again, it's a kid that may be a little confused right now with all the stuff going on. He visited USC officially. He visited Oklahoma officially along with Texas and Alabama. So two of those schools obviously had coaching changes. And I haven't had it confirmed, but, Bobby, we've been doing this long enough to know if Lincoln Riley made a stop in Arlington Bowie Saturday, probably a pretty good chance he stopped off at Allen, right? You're not going to make the flight without doing both. Uh, We're hoping to get that confirmed, but – Texas will be back in home with Neto this week. Um, and this is a huge week for Sarkeesian and Flood, as we've been talking about on, on Inside Texas all day. Sarkeesian's going to be in home with Devon Campbell, uh, Cam Dewberry, Kelvin Banks Friday. Um, Kyle Flood will be in all those and then with Neto Thursday. Uh, they've went and visited Malik Ogbo up at Federal Way, uh, Washington Todd Beamer High last week. So it's a numbers game for Texas. And you know, look with what you were just talking about. I mean, it'd be a it would be a surprise to me if Texas doesn't pull off two or three of these guys, especially with Cristobal leaving Oregon. That really opened the door uh, for recruiting these offensive linemen. Yeah, I, I think that I think in flood. I, I just we've talked about this, Jerry. Texas refused to back down off its top targets. That's right. I mean, how many times did Herb Hand go down the list? The previous offensive line coach from Texas, for those unaware, have to go down the list to end up at the, some of the guys he ended up at. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, if, if you just stick, if sometimes if you just stick to your guns, that's right, and stay with the guys you know can help you. That there's a way to fall in there because you're committed to them um, and want them, and, and they see it. I mean, I. I think that that's a, that's a refreshing way to look at it. I really do. Right and, now. and I agree with you. And, and here's the thing, Bobby, you know, it, those guys that work in the business, they're attached to their agents, right? They knew it was going to be a volatile college coaching carousel this year. You could tell after about four games, some things were going to happen. Right. Um, but well, I mean, have, USC was done and, and, done. and, oh, done, done. And then, and, and then, you know, LSU, boom, you knew that was coming open. We talked about it. And then you just wore how those dominoes were going to fall. But then you have the kids that are going to portal from some of those programs after their coach leaves. I mean, so today's recruiting is not always about moving down the list. It's about recruiting the top of your list 
because you, you're going to get some of those guys on bounce back. And I've talked with somebody close to the Texas basketball program about this. They signed two five-star kids. Well, why didn't they take a couple other kids? Well, there's going to be coaching changes in college basketball. There's going to be kids portal that they recruited in years past that they think maybe are better players that now have experience. So why rush and sign four kids from high school when you can sign two and probably get two better players on the back end? This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Gotcha. That's where we're at in college athletics. So we're, we're roughly 10 minutes into this, I think, is <laughs> the official number. And we haven't mentioned Quinn Ewers. <laughs> the biggest and, and, and so give me your, your take on that situation as of right now. Well, um, he, he was around campus at TCU this morning. Um, that did happen. Um, you know, he was at Tech Sunday. He met with Steve Sarkeesian Friday night after he officially went in the portal. Um, and it's just going to it's going to be an interesting decision because I know everybody's talking about NIL and that's where the decision is going to come from. I actually don't think that um, I think the kid's going to he's made decent NIL money and he'll make more wherever he goes. Right. Could somebody just overwhelm him? Always. That's the case. But I think this is about, look, where are you going to go that you feel like gives you the best chance to be an NFL draft pick right now? And is that the easiest path to be a starter on the field where you're going to throw 400 passes for the next two years and go in the NFL draft? Is it getting around the best uh, offensive line and receivers somewhere you could go? Is it going to a program looking, helping them hit the restart button, which we're talking about Texas here, and a lot of good things happen in your life if you do that, right? And you know, because obviously Steve Sarkeesian selling Xavier Worthy. We got this kid, Brennan Thompson, you know. Um, I, so, hey, hey uh, B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson. I, I mean, mean, look, TCU's got something to sell if you think about it. You know, Johnston, but Johnston is a future first rounder. Jordan Hudson's coming over there. Zach Evans is at running back. So all these, you know, TCU and Texas have on the surface a better pitch than Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech's probably the easiest path to the field. Uh, you know, there's not much competition there if you're Quinn Ewers, especially with a new coach coming in. Um, so it, it'll be an interesting decision where he goes. I, I don't think this is some NIL money deal, though. I, I think it's much deeper yeah. than that. Yeah, after, I think, you, I, after you sit for a year and don't play football, you're going to go where you think you're going to play immediately, bottom line. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's part of it. And I, you know what the other thing I think is, I think that, that 
if if he grew up a Texas fan, um, and we know he did to some degree, right? I think that's going to play into it. I also think that, you know, I think that Sark getting the eyes of Texas thing behind behind the team, I think that's that that was extremely meaningful to somebody like that and probably to his parents as well. Um, Sark has done a tremendous – I mean, we need to give him credit because he has, he has made the team say this is our – I mean, it's been a good – Yeah. In that way, even despite all those losses this year, Jerry, there was no backfighting. You know, there's right. none of that – crap we saw with with tom herman where we heard about disgruntled this and all that other stuff the other thing i will say you know somebody may point to this person or that person as far as a qb developer if someone's better in the college football than steve sarkeesian they absolutely do not have the skins on the wall to prove right nobody does i mean he's done it more and and better with more people in different styles in everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he develops NFL quarterbacks. The other thing I would say, and I, I know you want to break in here. Um, the other thing I would add uh, to that is, you know, Texas returns four or five offensive linemen, and Texas did not allow a lot of sacks this year. Right. Um, right. And the one thing I wanted to say, I wanted to make sure people are clear. I don't think TCU is going to be the pick as of today. I think it's more Texas Tech, Texas here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any, I, I think that's consensus. Right. Um, but at the same time, never say never. It's never recruiting. Never. It's recruiting. I'm, I, I think the, I think Quinn years is a wonderful player um, followed him from uh, day one. And, you know, frankly, I do, I think he could make a difference at Texas in year one. I don't think there's any question. I mean, he's okay. not, not, not trying to, to downplay the role of, Casey Thompson or Hudson card, but Quinn was just a, a little bit different caliber at one point, the number one overall recruit in the class of 2022 before he reclassified to 2021 to sign early. Um, all right. A couple of more players I have for you. Xavier uh, Bryce, the defensive back out of Arlington, again, still committed to OU visited tech this weekend, visiting tech this week, right, visiting Texas this coming weekend. Yeah, he shot me a text the mid-morning and said, yeah, I'm still scheduled to visit University of Texas this weekend. He's a kid. Look, he's a really talented corner prospect, in my opinion. Um, he's a guy that Oklahoma will battle for until the end, right? I mean, Bob Stoops and what remained of that staff made a, a, a home visit last week. Texas was through. Uh, we expect Sarkeesian to come through this week. He visited Texas Tech last week, obviously. He had been on campus in Texas in June when they offered – chose Oklahoma at that time. I think if, look, he follows through and takes that visit, Texas is going to have a really good shot at him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think they needed, they need a corner. I mean, we've talked about that. They need, they need a corner. Denver Harris, two, two other DB, uh, DBs out there. And we're counting Harold Perkins kind of as that star role. Um, So he's more of a linebacker DB hybrid. Um, And then um, uh, Denver Harris uh, from North Shore. Yeah, you know, Harold Perkins, uh, that's one that has been trending AM, especially with Ed Orgeron being uh, let go at LSU. LSU will come in and give that a go. I'm interested to see, is he going to end up on a campus this weekend? He has not taken an official visit to LSU. He's been to LSU a couple of times this season. Um, is he going to show up at AM, Texas, or LSU this weekend? I don't put it out of the question he could, in, he could end up visiting one of them, whether that be official or unofficial. 
Um, and I, I it's going to be interesting because LSU is just now going to make their pitch to him, right? Um, I think that's a kid that has been trending AM. I think Texas has been in the fight. He's been on campus three times this year, but I do think there's still uh, uphill battle there. But let's see where this kid shows up on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Um, Denver Harris, uh, same three schools. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think Texas, LSU, Texas A&M are in it. He loves Corey Raymond. Now, he loves Corey Raymond. That's his guy. Does that mean he's going to go there? Not necessarily. Corey, Corey I, Raymond, just for everybody, sometimes we have to step back. Corey Raymond is the defensive backs, cornerbacks coach at LSU. At LSU, and he will be retained on the staff. Yep, and – so the mom is huge in the recruitment, as is the older brother. Um, I, I think Texas, I think Texas A&M, I think they've both done a really good job with the mom. So now we're going to see where the chips fall this weekend. Another kid I expect to show up on a campus this weekend. We're going to wait to see where. I, I have a question for you because um, I, I, I think that the move of Brian Kelly to LSU changes recruiting in the state of Louisiana. I, I, I think Brian Kelly's a capable recruiter, but he's not Ed Orgeron. He's not Les Miles. He's not Nick Saban. Um, no. And those are the last three coaches over there, and they all had that kind of uh, charismatic personality. Brian Kelly is just not that guy. No, so how you does know that change in-state recruiting in Louisiana, and does that affect Texas and A&M in this triangulation of sorts? Well, I think it's going to be interesting because Brian Kelly said, you saw the clips when he first talked to the LSU team, I'm not here to win a press conference. So he's well aware that he is not the guy that's stepping into the home and is going to wow you, right? Um, he's going to wow you with the Hall of Fame resume. Uh, but I think the biggest thing with him is Corey Raymond, Kevin Falk, Brad Davis, all expected to stay on the staff. He it, that, to me, shows he's not looking for a total just blow this thing up. I know people have said, well, he's not keeping Tommy Moffat. Well, Raymond and Kevin Falk are much more important for recruiting purposes. So he's shown that he's not going to come in and blow this thing up. He has take, he stepped away and said, okay, I understand how important these guys are for me getting the coach the best players I can. I think those guys are going to be huge in the communication uh, process for, for – Coach Kelly, because he's not going to walk into these high schools and wow guys. He's just not. He's going to talk very frankly about the game of football, how how those guys will fit in his program and what he can do to help them get better. And then there's going to have to be a lot of position coach relationship recruiting for me. It'll be interesting to see how he's received. Uh, I I would bet it starts 50-50. Honestly, I think there are going to be some people that aren't going to be turned on by his personality or lack of personality. And I think for some of the coaches in the state, they're going to be like, well, thank goodness. This is what we actually need. We need the right culture here. We need the right discipline in this program because we have great talent. This is the guy that put it together. Always, I, I, I agree with you. So I agree with you a lot of that. But there's always that overcorrection. Right. That's possible, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll see how it turns out. Um, I would be remiss if I did not ask you one more player, and this is a guy that's picking up some heavy steam to Texas, and that's Savion Red, the young man out of Grand Prairie. Yeah, you know, Red's a tremendous football player, and it'll be interesting at the end of the day if Texas pushes for a commitment from him. 
I think, you know, he's bring, they're bringing him in this weekend. He's scheduled to come in this weekend. But is he really a priority for them? Or are they really in the still getting to know him stage? Because, look, he's a kid who nobody's ever questioned the talent, but they've questioned some of the actions, right? And I'm not saying he's a bad kid. Look, Bobby, we don't we know this. We're not around all these kids enough to know that. So you kind of take what you learn. And so there's been a couple of instances of needing to mature is what people close to him say. Okay, so – How's that going to factor in if Texas is there, Steve Sarkeesian's meeting with this kid, and he's having to make a decision on whether he wants to take this kid or not. The kid's good enough to play at Texas. He's just a football player. Bobby, I'm not sure I know what he is. I just know he's a good football player. He could probably play running back. He could play slot receiver. He could do a lot of those things. But he's tough. He's physical. And here's the thing about him. People can say what they want about him, where we have him ranked, anything. He like Grand Prairie did a playoffs. I told that's you, this is, hey, this that's is that's a lot. Okay, did you hear? Did you read what I wrote the other day? Who does he remind me of? And I said Jalen Hurts for that there very you. reason. There you go. For yeah. that, play plays quarterback. I mean, he's not as good a quarterback as Jalen was, but right. athleticism wise, uh, uplifting. He, he, a, he beat South Grand Prairie this year by one <laughs> point. If it was by a third of a point. It's like Channel, Channel View being within a touchdown of North Shore. It's just like, yeah. I mean, I looked up and, 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 South, and South Grand Prairie was seven and three this year. I was like, what in the world am I living in, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that's important for people to realize. And yeah. um, so uh, so we've got those guys. I mean, you got those guys. And and do we know who else he's is, is recruiting him other than uh, – uh, he was originally an SMU. SMU will try to keep him. I don't think TCU's made a move there. Um, I, I think, obviously, they got Jordan Hudson, Chase Biddle, some of the other kids. TCU's all in on Matthew Gold, and that's probably the same spot. You know, gotcha. the, I think SMU's the other major player right now. Got it. Um, all right. So anybody else uh, we need to talk about that I can think of uh, or that you want to think of? Uh, any major movements? Oh, Official visits. I did ask that. We talked about Savion Red coming in. Um, is there any chance? Who there's somebody? Oh, Xavier Bryce is coming in. Um, yeah. Those are the two off the top of my head, and I'm probably missing something because I don't have my notes. I, Bobby, I think the biggest thing is not the official visitors this week; it's the unofficial visitors. I'm really interested to see because, a, like we've said, A and M, LSU, and Texas are battling on a lot of these same guys. And a lot of these same guys are going to show up on campuses this weekend. And my question is, where is it going to be with which guys? And I think if we have done this a long time and we follow the visits, it's going to be very telling. And I'm going to run down this list of guys. Cam Dewberry, Kelvin Banks, Harold Perkins, Denver Harris, um, Neto maybe. I mean, you run down a list of guys, right? There's a lot of guys. And these are all five-star kids. These have big effects on recruiting classes and momentum and your class rankings at the end of the day. I think the majority of these kids are going to show up somewhere this weekend. The question is where. I think the other interesting thing is the touchdown club honors the players of the year. Uh, I believe that's Wednesday night. Uh, Sarkeesian, Jimbo Fisher, all those guys will be there. Uh, Then they'll go make in-home visits. So we're getting down to it. Those visits, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the homes, I think you're going to be big where these kids show up on Saturday. It's in the, it's, it's the nitty gritty. It's time. It is. All right. So uh, Jerry, thanks for your time, but get back on the road. I know you're headed to New Orleans. Oh, we, I know the other visit. 
I almost forgot it. The linebacker from UNLV is still supposed oh, to come in. Yeah, he was at Michigan State a couple of days ago, and um, I'm I'm working on going to stop and see him. I'm staying over in the New Orleans area tonight, so we'll see. I mean, I might swim by Isidore Newman as well just to say hello to the new basketball power forward, Arch Manning. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right, all right, um, all right, Jerry. Thanks so much for your time. Again, if you're a fan of uh, Texas football recruiting, there is no better place. Uh, then InsideTexas.com, as well as it's on the On3 network. Uh, Jerry and I are there every day talking football and recruiting. Uh, also, uh, if you enjoy this uh, podcast or videocast, uh, especially the videocast, please hit the subscribe button uh, for Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, this has been Bobby Burton, and this has been On Texas Football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.